Welcome to Shake That Soul. I'm your host, Rose Rising. This podcast is about getting in touch with your spiritual side and living intentionally. Let's get ready to laugh, ignite our creative spark, and open our minds. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 10 of Shake That Soul. Today is a very special episode because I'm interviewing professional artist and musician Sadie Norkin. She was able to come into the pod studio and we had such a great conversation about the process of becoming a musician. We talk a little rock and roll and also about her journey with music being both a teacher and a student. Yeah, I'm just going to get rolling. So, Sadie, I am so happy to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. And just so you know, you are very instrumental in me actually starting this podcast. Because remember, I came to you for voice lessons. Yeah, no, of course, of course. I, that's how we met. That's why we're friends. <laughs> I'm never, never gonna forget. Yeah, <laughs> never gonna forget the uh, ear torture. Right? No, no, it was nothing like that. Absolutely not. No way. Yeah. And we've talked about some of those things before and how important it is. Our self-talk. Oh, yeah. Never like that. Never like that at all. No, um, it was so no. much fun. And it really helped helped me just get out of my head because Good. you know the vocal warm-up exercises are really awkward aren't they <laughs> they're great icebreakers <laughs> we get really comfy with each other really fast right in vocal that's lessons, the only way sure. you have to jump in and just yeah. do it yeah. yeah and you did awesome I'm, I'm so glad and like to to know that because I know that the podcast was your goal when mm -hmm. um, we met and we met up for vocals and um, so to see that you manifested that reality <laughs> for yourself is just I can't commend you enough for for doing Thank it you. and like getting on it and I I'm so happy that. to it's a very full circle moment for <laughs> for us absolutely yeah. so see, <laughs> I wanted to have you on because. You're basically a musical genius. Oh, <laughs> shucks. That's how I see you. So Aww. You play so many different instruments. Can you tell us what instruments you play? Oh, golly. Um, well, I uh, thank you for saying that. First of all, musical genius, I definitely would not uh, use to describe myself. But um, <laughs> thank you for saying that. I play uh, guitar is my main squeeze these days. Um, I've been singing my whole entire life. Uh, teaching myself I've had a, a few lessons for vocals but um, mainly self-taught um, piano uh, bass uh, violin was my first instrument anything with strings uh, mm -hmm. ukulele any you know anything with strings I can pretty much get down on mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's the extent of it now I haven't crossed over into any uh, like mouth instruments like mm -hmm. uh, any any brass or woodwinds or anything like that yeah. um, I, I can do uh, uh, some four on the floor. You know, I can I can play some drums. I can get away with some drums, nice. but I'm not in any way a drummer. Yeah, you know, I have I have a strong respect for drummers being drum. You know, uh, 
haul an ass on. Absolutely. No, my drum dad set. Was a drummer. I'm definitely not one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, a lot of equipment to carry around too, right? Oh, also that. Yeah. I yeah. don't, I don't uh, envy them at Loden for sure. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. No, I saw this picture of you on your website and I think, or maybe it was your Instagram, but you were like really little and you had a guitar in your hand. So oh, yeah. yeah. Can you tell me, did you, were you like born with a guitar in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> did you come out the womb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of funny. Um, no, I, I know exactly what picture you're talking about. I, it's a picture of baby Sadie, mm-hmm. a little baby Sadie with the little bangs and whatnot. So cute. Um, and she has a, a toy guitar in mm-hmm. her hands. It's a, it's a toy. Oh, okay. It's like a little, like, you know, you press the buttons and it goes. <laughs> you know, I love for you. I was like, wow, you started early. And no, yeah, I, I, I wish I started earlier. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what would have happened if I started earlier. But I'm really glad I started when I did. I found music. Well, it's it's quite com- <laughs> it's It's cool. Music found me at exactly the right time that it, that it needed to. Um, I started taking lessons for violin when I was about seven or eight. Oh, wow. Um, but I grew up in a musical household, meaning that uh, my dad was always playing music around mm-hmm. uh, the house, and I always had music around me. And um, so, so I, I, I always had a strong affinity, to, a strong connection mm-hmm. to music, um, probably without thinking about it. Yeah. Um, because I was... You know, just exposure, uh, right? Exposed to it, yeah. yeah. Um, and he had a great record collection, um, and it spanned across a lot of different genres. And um, I, I liken, you know, my path to being exposed to it in, in that mm-hmm. strong of a way from a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely grateful to that. But I started classical uh, violin lessons when I was about seven or eight, and. Uh, it, it all started from there, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, I picked up the guitar when I was about ten, and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the rest is is quite history. <laughs> picked other things up along the way, and uh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, and I heard like statistically, like if you start earlier, mm. you have more of a chance of being proficient at it. Do you think that that's true? Well, I, to be honest, I don't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that music, any art form, really. Um, it hits us when it needs to and and we can never uh there's some things in life that we can't plan mm-hmm. and we can be the best guitar player in the whole world we could have been playing since we were three years old that doesn't mean that we're going to have any kind of success at it you know true. Um, and the opposite is true as well there's people who are out there who i, I would say are, are um le- you know uh less able to mm-hmm. get their ideas out on whatever instrument uh, i'm not going to say mm-hmm. go ahead and say that they're not talented i think mm-hmm. everyone's talented in their own right but to compare ability wise you know there's people who are f- very very successful out there making millions of dollars who uh can't play guitar like the guy down the street <laughs> that's you know, absolutely who, who, true. Who, who, you know um so I, I don't necessarily know if that's true but um to each their own you know mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's a beautiful journey that we're all on mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not gonna you know negate anyone else's experience uh it's not mine you right know? yeah so yeah yeah no i was wondering if you thought musical ability was genetic because i kind of think that it that it can be passed down it's kind of like mm. you either have the ear or you don't in a way and you said your your dad 
you know, he was very musical. I would like to think that maybe he gave you that gene. <laughs> well, I'm, he played saxophone in high school. But other than that, I'm not sure that, you know, and he has a musical ear. He's very passionate about music mm-hmm. in general. We have, you know, many conversations about music and and I, I respect what he has to say about it. Um, but I that's a really interesting question. Passed down genetically. Now, and, I, and I've told you this before in, in our lessons and things like that. To me, music is a very... Uh, primal thing mm-hmm. to do it's it's in our nature as human beings to make sound music in a creative way um it it goes back to our ability to speak and, and have a voice mm-hmm. and to sing a melody or to try to mimic the birds it's so natural or yeah to you know take uh, our leg or a rock that we found <laughs> and beat on it in right. some kind of way uh, that is rhythmic and satisfying to the air to listen to. It's a very um, natural thing yeah, for it's humans and to, all of us to be right? musical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it passed down genetically? I'm I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I just know that you know nature versus nurture. Um, you know, I'm blessed and privileged, and I don't know who I would be if I didn't grow up around the, in the house that I did, where music was always playing and mm-hmm. and you know, with with the influence of, of someone being passionate in general um, about talking, you know, about music. Yeah, um, no, that makes know. total sense. And so did you have anybody like any bands or any particular artists that really like stoked your fire? Oh, God. in the beginning, like, who can re- who can you remember from the beginning when you were like little Ooh. as your first? Oh, my God. Love or many loves. <laughs> so many, so many. But it, inst- uh, the first ones that uh, I'm talking like, when you're first learning bands and you can pick out this is this band, like, you know, you just even identify them, you get alone influential, right? Yeah. Um, the first bands that I remember being able to pick out of a lineup of and, and recognizing their music or their faces or anything like that is uh, Yes, the band oh, Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love Yes. <laughs> yes was my first concert ever. Really? Uh, no kidding. That's so interesting. Yeah. It was at the Paramount in Seattle and I brought. I, I put a rose on the stage. It was like, oh, I think I was like seven or eight Aww, or something like that. That's amazing. You were and, so young. I'm so young. <laughs> and they remain to be one of my favorite bands to this day. Steve Howe is one of the reasons that I play guitar. He's fan- He's all of them. All of the musicians on Yes are just absolutely fantastic. Um, and then Metallica is another, like, you know, Hell on yeah. the other end of that <laughs> spectrum um, is another band that, that I uh, – was one of the first ones that I recognized and was like, yeah. that's Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I remember playing that toy guitar that you were mentioning uh, earlier. <laughs> I remember playing that toy guitar next to the stereo with Metallica cranked. Like, oh my God. That's old Metallica. So and, like, and like pretending that I was playing with it. Like, cause, oh man, like, that's you know, too cute. <laughs> so, so, so it's funny. Like, I don't know. It's, um, it, it I I don't know like was I did I pick up a guitar out of the womb like no but kinda, kinda. like in a, in a, in, a, in an interesting way um in in, what, in a different perception of it I guess uh, it just took me a minute to actually get the, the real real guitar in my hands mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> besides rock are there any other genres that you are really drawn to that you really love oh yeah yeah well I mean yeah totally um I never. 
uh, growing up and, and still to this day, I never really um, pigeonholed myself in playing or listening to any one specific genre. Um, I really enjoy and enjoyed in my youth uh, progressive rock music mm-hmm. um, because of its limitless uh, perception on what music could be. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy and enjoyed in my in my um, formative years uh, the concept of music being limitless being boundless, oh. being genre-less. I love that, yeah. Because um, some people pigeonhole themselves into one particular type of music, and I'm like, you are absolutely missing out. Oh, yeah. And uh, again, I'm not, I'm not going to negate someone else's experience. You know, if the, if punk rock really gets them off and <laughs> and, and that's all they want to listen to and that's their, you know, that gets their goat going, like, cool, man. I, I love punk rock, and mm-hmm. if it's good, it's good. If it's yeah. whatever it is, I don't, I don't you know, um, I'm not going to but it's an art Mm -hmm. form just like anything else that would be like saying okay i really only like acrylic Mm -hmm. and i really only like hyper realism and that's fine man Mm -hmm. but there's so many different expressions and and different ways to look at a canvas and Mm -hmm. color and shade and light um there's so many different ways to experience that Mm-hmm. Um, so in a, in a way, yeah, I think you are missing out, but in another way, like, yo, if you if, like what if, you like, you like what you like and, and you know, I respect it. If it's mm-hmm. good, it's good. doesn't matter to me. You go and, you know, enjoy right. yeah. <laughs> love and be loved, man. Like, you know? <laughs> um, that's a so. great attitude to have. I think that's very neutral and non judgmental. And I think that we should all be that way, but I'm for just squeezing all the juices out of life and trying to experience as many different things as you can possibly experience, whether that's art, music, food, culture, oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, food's a whole nother art form. I'm a huge foodie. So oh, I'll, yeah. I'll get down on you with, the, with, with, with food. Absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, all of it. All of it's art. Experiences art. Mm-hmm. Life's art. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so you've been really busy lately. You've been gigging out. Yeah. Gig life. <laughs> gig life. Gig life going strong. Yeah. You've been on uh, Prescott mainly, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been. Uh, yeah. I'm mean, Jerome, too. I thought I saw you were at a Jerome festival. Yeah. I was in Jerome. Um, I've been playing around Prescott a lot. And just, uh, you know, being a part of the community here is uh, a really something I don't take for granted. Um, so the ability to play as often as I have been in what is now my a uh, hometown mm-hmm. you know it's it's interesting calling it my hometown but yeah, yeah. i'm in prescott and yeah i am planner yeah so there you go <laughs> um uh yeah i i've been meaning to get down to phoenix a little bit more i've been meaning to get up to flagstaff a little bit more i've been, been meaning to stretch my wings as it were yeah. a little bit but being as busy as i have been in other areas i haven't necessarily gone and extended that olive branch to uh, those kinds of territories yet yeah so, i feel like um, flagstaff would be great i feel like they would definitely welcome you with open arms it's like a growing community thank up you there for sure yeah i've yeah. heard a lot of good things about flagstaff and that's uh I, i've played a lot of different places even last year i played at uh in tennessee um at this festival that tennessee. was going yeah <laughs> tennessee whiskey <laughs> yeah. oh nice yeah. um and that was a hootin hoot and a holler of a weekend <laughs> root and tootin good time a root and tootin good day <laughs> yeah um so i try to get out as much as possible and and uh but, but lately it's been prescott and yeah 
Um, no, this is a great yeah. town. I love it. Yeah. And uh, how do you decide on what you're going to play? Do you mainly do covers or do you original material? Uh, I wish that I was Rush and I could do a three-hour original <laughs> set, but I'm not. And I'm a solo musician right now and I don't have a band behind me and I can't extend you know, a five minute song into a 17 minute song, (laughs) um, with just jamming and feel good energy Mm -hmm. like that happens when you do have a band. So I am uh, a bit limited to, uh, playing more covers than Mm -hmm. what I personally would prefer. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm again, just grateful to have the gig, grateful to be there. Um, every, yeah, every gig is, is a new opportunity to learn something and to, Mm -hmm. that's the whole, uh, live thing i I love playing live because you never know what's gonna happen no and you gotta roll with the punches (laughs) and you know it's it's very responsive of energy and uh so i play more covers than what i would personally like to Mm -hmm. but that's all right you know Mm -hmm. ain't no shade and uh my theme or genre has been leaning more towards the area that i've been playing in which is you know southern outlaw alternative rock singer songwriter mm-hmm. stuff yeah um it's things that i can get by with with a solo acoustic guitar yeah with no band behind me songs that i wrote that i'm writing now um are geared more towards that or stripped down super super stripped down mm-hmm. uh, set yeah so but you can like yeah. really feel into it when you're doing that type of music right yeah no absolutely you can really get down and be soulful sure yeah it's um uh, to me, that th- that experience of, of being soulful, it, it comes quite natural. I know it might not to some, but mm-hmm. to me, regardless of what ex- uh, expression I'm, I'm doing, whether it's a solo mm-hmm. act or part of a full band or um, anything in between, um, it's really hard for me to turn off the soul vibe nor would you want to you know it's it's never something i've gotten (laughs) really you know because to me some sometimes the ability to do that um is is control Mm -hmm. it's control and it's technique and it's okay i'm going to let that soul come out just at the right time Mm -hmm. and sometimes it hits really different hits really beautiful and big when people do that so uh, i've I've actually become accustomed to the opposite end of Mm -hmm. the spectrum it's like sometimes i just let it all hang out a little too much (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe this is a little too raw for the people in the back you know like i don't know (laughs) but um yeah but but i i really enjoy playing solo and there's a lot of control that i get to have when i do that because i'm not relying on other people i'm mm-hmm. i'm just it's it's very um translatable from the practice room to the gig yeah. um and i i'm always a person that practices how i play mm-hmm. so i try to you know as much as i can yeah. um get all these things in in line and feel good about them before i uh I go up and do the thing. Yeah, no, I was going to ask you, like, did you ever have stage fright in the the beginning? And how did you overcome that if you did? Um, That's a great question. I feel like that's a question that everyone can, like, relate to. In general, like, public speaking in general, like, can really freak some people out. Talking to a camera can freak some people out. Like, I don't like talking to cameras. I'm glad there's not a camera. No, I'm staying (laughs) away from the camera. I don't want to stress about how I look. I just want to do the thing. And (laughs) I don't like being perceived, which is ironic. But, uh, yeah, so stage fright, it's not really been a thing for me Mm -hmm. since I found guitar. When I was playing violin... 
I did have a bit of stage stage fright mm-hmm. um, for my prepared pieces and things. You know, I do little violin recitals and whatnot, and I'd be a little bit nervous because I wanted to do a really good job. A little baby oh, Sadie, yeah. you know, she's and still, it's so technical too, right? It's oh yeah, so precise. I mean, I guess all instruments are require pre- precision, right? But in varying degrees, violin is more intense. It seems like <laughs> it is. It is quite an intense instrument in classical mm-hmm. music and in the way that I was learning it. Uh, it's very precise. It's very uh analytical and uh uh any who's mm-hmm. uh so so when i was younger playing the violin recitals i did get a bit of stage fright i just did it anyways shook in my boots and and played the songs and and did the thing and i don't think it was really as bad as some people's might have been but um uh, th- that's the most stage fright that i that i think i've ever had mm-hmm. um as soon as i had a guitar in my hands it there, there's no stage fright anymore. Um, really? That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, I'm just trying to think of... Uh, uh, Maybe you just aligned more with the guitar. So it, there was a comfortability there that you didn't have with the violin. It probably was something of that of that uh, nature. Because I remember when I was playing violin, I was playing this little deal with 16th notes and blah, 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 some kind of finger finger exercise deal and my pops comes in and he's like that sounds like pantera he's straight up he's like that sounds like pantera yeah. but like on the violin <laughs> rad <laughs> you know and he's like you know doing th- whatever you know supporting and i was like eight or whatever and i was like oh and and that's when it dawned on me i was like oh i could i could just play guitar and I could just play Pantera <laughs> instead of streamline like, this process. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. I remember that moment because it's so when it clicked for me and like he mentioned Pantera when I was playing violin and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, there's a whole nother. It's <laughs> like I could just play Pantera like rad. <laughs> um they're having a reunion tour did you see that by yes. the way yeah that's crazy i might yes. have to catch them before they're done for good you know i mean obviously it's not going to be the same because they don't have dime bag but it's just like well or, or so, Vinny. yeah or Vinny. exactly yeah no nope, but yeah. it's a it's a reiteration of it and mm-hmm. and and uh they're coming at it with a respect and, and more of a tribute a tribute I think. exactly and I think that's, that's the know, right attitude to it, have yeah if someone's gonna go the only person who would be right to fill in the shoes at dime would be zach them mm-hmm. being such good friends mm-hmm. um in my opinion he's a great guitar player obviously and, and i hope that everyone that goes and has fun and i hope that the people who are torn and rex and everybody has fun mm-hmm. and fuck it up if you're not having fun <laughs> you're not doing it right so yeah <laughs> exactly um yeah no so so that so you're right so the comfortability for me it was probably more in rock alternative aggressive Mm -hmm. sounding music so once i was able to do that yeah it was like home yeah that's a good term yeah home yeah yeah home yeah Yeah. you're like this is it for me dude (laughs) yeah yeah which is cool um so so since then i i haven't really experienced much stage fright um Mm -hmm. i just get excited yeah. If I'm playing to a big crowd or I'm playing at a at a festival that um I am really excited to play at, I work really hard. Yeah. And I practice a lot and I care about what I a lot about what I do. Yeah. Um and that can and, override any fear. I think the excitement can override fear. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and if I was if if I were to be nervous at any given point uh before a gig, it always goes away once I hit once I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. It's done. 
It's there. Nothing can touch me, mm-hmm. even if it's not a stage. And it's just yeah. like a little corner of the bar, you know, yeah. like, like once I'm there. Um, it's like a it, force field, right? Yeah. It's almost like this magical bubble that you're in. Yeah. This creative um, space. Yeah, because I'm not thinking about anyone else or anything else. Mm-hmm. I might be when I'm like singing and I'm portraying something. I'm thinking about a story that I'm conveying or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, the, the feelings that I have at that time. Uh, that I'm conveying it, but but mm-hmm. it's um, it's a very untouchable feeling. Um, yeah. It's a priv- again, it's a privilege. It's mm-hmm. it's an honor. I, I was just telling, I was just having a conversation with my friend Drew the other day about it. Um, how the stage is a much safer place for us than out in the crowd uh, in any way. Interesting. Oh yeah. How so? Oh yeah. Uh, oh God. Um, it kind of it, it kind of goes back to like being perceived. Mm-hmm. Um, for in this in specific example, um, we were having that conversation and we were jamming and, and doing some stuff. Me and Drew were uh, playing some shows together next couple months. He's a great player. If you haven't heard of him, Drew Hall, uh, great person. Anyways, so I was out there. I was supporting the cheek tones at the Birdcage, uh, dancing my little booty off. They were playing "Burning Down the House." Oh yeah, it's a jam. <laughs> and uh, Don handed me his guitar in the middle of the song, just like jumped off stage and handed me his guitar. And all of a sudden, I okay, now I'm playing "Burning Run Down the House." <laughs> Have I ever played it before? No. Am I going to play it now? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Great. Um, I did the whole thing and, you know, got to jam with Drew, had fun, yeehaw, came off the stage and immediately, um, and, and I'm not trying to complain about, this. I'm not complaining about this mm-hmm. by any means. Um, but someone used the term that, uh, people were giving me my flowers, mm-hmm. right? They were coming up to me and being like, oh man, you're so good. Oh my God. La 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 la. You know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you play a, a, a piece and, mm-hmm. and you get off stage and. I look the way I am and I have tits and <laughs> oh my God, I've never seen anyone <laughs> with tits play a guitar. Holy shit. Oh my God. Now, I don't mean to make it about my, my, my gender. I, ju- I just mean that, mm-hmm. that energy, Yeah, you know, and I don't always feel comfortable receiving that energy. I really don't. Yeah, I really don't. I don't do it for the accolades and, and the compliments and the whole deal. If anything, I feel very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. until it's all over and then... You know, like that. Like I appreciate it, of course, of right. course, I appreciate it. Yeah. But I don't. I just, the attention and the compliment, the whole deal. Like yeah. I, uh, yeah, like, I can you, see. Thank you so yeah. much. Oh, I really appreciate it. Okay, I want to hide in the corner in the bathroom. Okay, yeah, yeah, no. Because cool, it's man. not about it's not about the, getting the attention. No, it's about the art form itself. Yeah. 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 So so sometimes after after a set or, or a, a, like an impromptu <laughs> little jam that happens or something, whatever it is, and I don't mean again, I don't mean to complain about it. It's mm-hmm. not. It comes with the territory, yeah. but th- that interaction is not why I do what I do mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it. I, I, it, I you know, uh, it's very close to my heart that yeah. anyone would say anything kind to me that that it would affect anyone in any way. Yeah. I don't expect that, um, but it's not why I do what I do for that kind of attention. Not at all. I think that makes yeah. them more beautiful because you're coming from a place of humility and you're just appreciative of the art form itself rather than all of the, I guess, superficial perks that can come with being a performer. Mm. 
Mm, yeah. Well, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah, I was actually going to ask you, you know, if there is an element of it being more difficult to make it in the music industry if you're a female. Is that still a thing, do you think? Well, I can't, I don't know if I can necessarily comment on that. There's a lot of women who are very successful in this industry. Mm hmm. Oh and, yeah, wildly and, successful. And and and, and I can, and, and and to be honest, it's only gotten better over the years. Mm -hmm. It really has. Oh, yeah. for for us with Absolutely. Yeah. With the female. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only gotten better. I remember when I was a kid and I was looking for any girl guitar player that I could find to look up to to you know, uh take notes from and mm -hmm. and things like that. And I came across three. I came across Lita Ford. Mhm. Mm I came oh, wow. across the great someone called the Great Cat, which I don't I don't even know where she came from. She's very aggressive, this Great Cat, but I remember her vividly. She was very high energy, <laughs> and uh, Jennifer Batten, mm -hmm. who was the guitar player for uh, Michael Michael Jackson. No kidding. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, and these are the only three people that I remember finding in any way on the internet to play guitar that I could look up to as a woman. Really, Shutter. yeah. Um, and nowadays, that is absolutely oh. not the case. Oh, yeah. Everywhere, <laughs> all the time. I could look up freaking 50 chicks who are just hauling, <laughs> hauling, much better than me. Yeah. You know, um, although it's not a comparison game, you know. Yeah. Um, so so I, I can't really say that. If anything, it's gotten better. Yeah, absolutely. Do I still experience misogyny? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Do I still experience, you know, backhanded compliments? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do I still experience, you know, is this still a man's game? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's but, what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's a lot more opportunity and, and visibility for females in the music industry in general, whether or not you play guitar mm -hmm. um, now than I think that there ever has been yeah. um, before. So. Who are yeah. your current influences, like more modern artists that you really look up to mm. of the female type? Because <laughs> I know you also have an appreciation for like Bjork mm -hmm. and we have some similar music tastes for sure, which I love. Oh, absolutely. Didn't you sing Unravel in one of I our did. lessons? Oh, yeah. God. Oh. <laughs> I just oh, wanted to was, get in there and do the thing. It was amazing thing. though too. I remember <laughs> you being very powerful and filling that room like... That's Thank you. Thought. Yeah, Ooh, she's baby. she's amazing. Yeah, no, Bjork yeah. is uh, Bjork is mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bjork, and uh, specifically, you said of the female um, side of things mm -hmm. uh, as far as contemporary, you know, people that I'm into right now. Um, Bjork is mm -hmm. obviously going to be one forever. I'm forever. always going to be into Bjork. I'm always going to love Bjork. She's fantastic. Tori Amos is another person that I love. Um, yeah, she's same. still going strong. She just she just cranks it's them out. She sorry. just has album after album. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Tori Amos just ugh, the way she writes. She's great. Um, mm -hmm. I had biggest girl crush on Tori Amos. Biggest girl crush on uh, Saint Vincent. Mm -hmm. Love Saint Vincent. I was fangirling over Saint Vincent before her first spin cover came out. Mm -hmm. I was like deep in the Saint Vincent uh, fangirl zone uh who else oh fiona apple yeah i was gonna say fiona apple <laughs> fiona apple's fetch the bolt cutters record mm -hmm. hit me at the perfect time i can't thank 
it's man you know the way that some records like come into your life mm-hmm. that yeah. one and it was three actually female artists god there's so many now that are flooding to me uh Haley williams mm-hmm. pedals for armor amazing oh, yeah. Her voice amazing, amazing. record I'm trying not to swear. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, Haley Williams, Pedals for Armor record, amazing. Ali X, mm-hmm. Cape God. Oh, yeah. You introduced me to her. Amazing. Yeah. Did you listen? Mm-hmm. I did. Oh, yeah. my God. Did you love it? Yeah. It's oh. really good. It's, and, that's, and that's another thing of like, I'm usually not a pop person. I released mm-hmm. a pop song like Latin, like six months ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a pop person. Yeah. But, but sometimes there's artists that really but stick at, out. Yeah, yeah, but at certain times, like Ali X's Cape God record, mm-hmm. that was some good pop writing. Mm-hmm. That was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh, and it found me again at just the most beautiful time that mm-hmm. it could have. Yeah. Um, so those three records in the last few years really hit home for me. I'm trying to think there was one. Oh, and Aldous Harding. Mm-hmm. If you know Aldous Harding, she has a absolutely just wonderfully unique voice oh god is it so unique i was uh watching npr tiny desk concerts and i just let him play and i was doing something whatever it is that i was doing and her voice on um horizon mm-hmm. stopped me in my tracks i needed to go and see what this person who this person was what yeah. they were doing and i immediately just um I lived inside that record for a minute. I think it's called The Party. Oh, that's the best um, feeling, right? When you discover a new artist. Oh, and yeah. then you just repetitively just, oh, yeah. just get lost in that album. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. So so important. I could go on and on and on. I mean, <laughs> just like so many great female artists right now, mm-hmm. you know, the characters of their voices, all kinds of things they're writing um, are just something that are very satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aurora. Uh, uh, oh yeah she's uh, incredible is yeah. fantastic this girl uh, lauren ruth ward has an amazing voice she's like very rock psych 70s from la uh kind of vibe powerhouse mm-hmm. uh this girl wokes i think i'm pronouncing it right wokes um also very unique minimalistic pop production with just this edge to it that's just very satisfying to listen to mm-hmm. and again her the quality of her voice is just very unique mm-hmm. um she's written some great songs that i just again have lived inside of mm-hmm. um and she's a small they're you know the, you know i could go on and on and on yeah and on, <laughs> um, for the, even just the female spectrum not mm-hmm. yet alone you know oh yeah what am i inspired and in listening to today you know yeah um, well i saw that you also like uh, perfect circle oh, i thought that God. that was interesting i didn't know that you were a fan of them oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh like, perfect yeah. circle. <laughs> <laughs> i love it because they're like a more melodic tool if mm-hmm. if, if that can even be possible right yeah. um they're a more pop melodic tool in my opinion especially mm-hmm. being another one of maynard's uh projects mm-hmm. and uh, i'm a huge tool fan mm-hmm. i tool is one of those bands where if you turn on tool i'm never not in the mood for tool i know i used a double negative there but <laughs> i'm i'm never I'm not, not down yeah yeah for not, tool. Not down. I'm, I'm always down for tool yeah i'm <laughs> always in the mood for tool it doesn't matter when where what yeah I, I it just that's the effect that they have on me so yeah. perfect circle very natural i loved their uh uh not their is it murder noms 
Is it the oh, yeah. no, record? Is. It's that's, the white one. Yeah, that's correct. Meredith. Or no, thirteenth oh. step. Thirteenth step. Thirteenth step. Mm-hmm. Their second record. Oh, Fantastic. Okay. Not that the, not that Murder Noms is not good. Yeah, course. that one's but really good too. <laughs> the, the second one, Thirteenth Step, is one of my favorite. Oh God, talk about an intro song. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, the package. You're gonna go and intro your whole record off of the package. I know, bro. Right. <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay i'm hooked yeah i'm done no i i'm a big fan of tool they were actually what got me into a lot of alternative stuff and of course i was obsessed with pearl jam oh yeah i went through that eddie vetter oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you see that who did didn't <laughs> did you see that uh portlandia skit about no. bad tattoos and oh, no. the guy has a really bad tattoo of eddie vetter Oh, no. and then I have and, to check that out. And she's like, oh, no, like, I can't date him. He has a really bad tattoo of Eddie Vedder. And like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can't do it. And then and then she leaves the dude and she's on a date with Eddie Vedder. And oh, Eddie Vedder has a really bad tattoo of like, whatever the frick it is. Oh, oh <laughs> I think it's Annie DeFranco. I think he has a really bad tattoo of Annie DeFranco. Oh, no. And, and, and she's just like, she's like in love with Eddie Vedder. But then she looks at the tattoo. <laughs> She's another hero of mine. Uh, Annie DeFranco. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, she's great. Yeah, yeah another sure. powerhouse. Another Definitely. 90s powerhouse. There was a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're so lucky. I feel like that we got to get that exposure to all of this different kind of music because a lot of people don't know those artists. No. You know? Yeah. It's kind of a shame. Well, I think uh, at a certain point, because I'm almost 30, mm-hmm. which is weird. <laughs> weird for me to say out loud. Uh, but it might be an age thing, you yeah, know, just true. an exposure. It, it is a privilege that we were exposed to it when we are and when we didn't and that we yeah. grew up when we grew up. Because uh, I wouldn't want to be, you know, it's no. weird, it's weird like saying it that I'm almost 30, but I, I don't know if I would necessarily want to be younger than what I what I am now. No, I feel like have it's that perfect timing for music. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just you caught the, the older stuff and you got to catch the newer stuff. Yeah. You know, and my dad, he was a total hippie. So I'm fortunate that I got to be exposed to what he liked, which was like Jimi Hendrix mm. and uh, what was it? King Crimson. Oh, and God. yeah. So that was kind of the world oh. that I grew up in. And then the newer like uh, world. Thank God eclectic, for your Yeah. Peter Gabriel. Oh, that's yeah. Thank yeah. God for dads. Oh, great. <laughs> Thank God for cool dad <laughs> instruments. No, this is a great lineup. Mm-hmm. I love this for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Crimson. Yeah. Enough said. Gabriel also enough said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is definitely a legend in his own right. So, oh, God. and uh, oh. you know, Phil Collins too. Even though that was like more poppy, but he liked yeah. Genesis yeah. and all that stuff. So well, he carried the torch well after Pete left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There would have been Absolutely. no one else to do it. Did a great job, and he had a great solo career of his own. You can't mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, that's um, great. So you're actually you're still teaching, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And how is that going? Is it challenging? Do you think with certain students, or more enjoyable than not? Oh, well, of course, <laughs> it's more enjoyable than not. I mean, <laughs> if, I, if if uh, if it wasn't, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a privilege uh, to be on the other side of the coin as far as the teacher-student relationship. Mm-hmm. I owe so much to my teachers mm-hmm. uh, growing up that I had the privilege to have uh, growing up integral, integral parts of m- my upbringing, my personality, yet alone just my music uh disciplinary and and ability Mm -hmm. and and things like that i mean they were very integral to who i am as a person Mm -hmm. and my developmental age 
that I saw them and, and hung out with them every week. You know, sometimes three times a week for the gigs or whatever it is oh, that yeah. I was doing at the time. Cause That's I was a lot so, of time with someone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm so grateful to my teachers and I'm grateful to be on the other side of that and humble that I get to be that for other people Mm -hmm. it's amazing it's a huge huge yeah that's an honor to bring music to people's lives oh yeah such a gift absolutely uh that that's what i liken it to it's a huge blessing huge gift i i love that i get to do that of course it's uh, exhausting in Mm -hmm. some points yeah Um, (laughs) no speak freely (laughs) it can be tiring right because do you feel like some people you know give up right away or they get do they get frustrated pretty often or um i'm not sure if it's the frustration that gets to me as the teacher or, or no i mean to them like do uh, do some of your students get frustrated if they're not great at something right from the get-go because that's sure. how i was i sure. was like i suck at this no no, no 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 yeah uh sure some mm-hmm. some students absolutely will mm-hmm. and i think it's very natural for us mm-hmm. we want to be really good at something we were passionate about what it is that we're doing yeah. and to not get that immediate gratification especially nowadays oh, we're very used sure. to that immediate gratification right with the cell phones it, it takes a little bit extra, not only discipline in, in, in practicing for 10 minutes every single day. Mm-hmm. That's going to get you somewhere. Mm-hmm. It always does. Uh, but also the mental discipline to be like, no, I can do this. No, I am really good at this. I just haven't. I don't know this yet. Yeah. I don't know how to do this yet. Mm-hmm. I need help with this. Mm-hmm. I'm practicing this. Yeah, that's fine. That's great. Yeah. Of course, you're not going to pick up something and be like freaking Joe Satriani. <laughs> no. Like, and if you did, then you wouldn't have any need to be in my class because yeah. you'd be teaching me, dude. Like, right. <laughs> you know. Well, isn't there something to be said about like having to earn a skill versus just automatically having it just happen for you or it being given to you? You know, there's kind of like a pride that you can take in actually learning something from scratch. Well, sure. Yeah. And it, and it goes beyond natural ability, too, because people who have natural ability who, you know, those three year old virtuoso dudes that are like, what? How are you even you're not even a person yet. How are you <laughs> playing like this? You know, um, it goes beyond that. And. There, there's both sides. I, I don't think that one is necessarily better than the other, but if you wanted to compare it to, um, I really want a motorcycle, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and work my butt off to go and buy this motorcycle mm-hmm. and save up the two, you know, $2,500 for me to go get this motorcycle right. as opposed to sitting on your butt and having someone give you the motorcycle or Mm -hmm. you sitting on a million dollars and you have sat on a million dollars your whole life and okay cool here's my you know yeah you're missing out on that experience it definitely there there's a certain sense of heart Mm -hmm. that is not it it, it's not there Mm -hmm. usually because of the privilege that that other person has yeah of access and funds and and abundance uh, of fiscally so uh i think it does add something to the dedication if you have to work at something mm-hmm. in general you know again the heart but i'm not willing to to negate that from someone else just because they woke up singing like aretha franklin mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah no, um, i know exactly what you mean but but both are, are just as important i yeah. think those expressions mm-hmm. in just that that music port you know 
yeah that vein yeah well what would you tell someone who wanted to start out in music like if you know whether it's songwriting playing an instrument what advice would you give them from the get-go oh, in gosh. general oh gosh sorry i didn't it's mean, okay i think i, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted okay. my water and i hit no i'm spastic yeah. i'm always hitting stuff <laughs> um what advice would i give anyone looking to start music in, yeah in, just in general in general yeah Mm-hmm. Watch her good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think I would, I would, I would tell them uh, what I tell most of my students. It, it doesn't necessarily matter your ability at whatever it is that you're doing musically to call yourself a musician. In my eyes, mm-hmm. in my eyes, the only difference between being a musician and being someone who plays guitar is the fact of whether or not you're using your ears. Mm -hmm. So I would tell anybody looking to go into music, I would tell you to trust your ears, your ears, Mm -hmm. nobody else's ears. If something sounds good to you, chances are it's going to sound good to someone else. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you want to learn the rules and the theory and the technique and whatever else is going on with music, because there is all that. Mm -hmm. If you trust your ears, you can go anywhere you need to go mm-hmm. if you have the passion to do whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and obviously you have to sit there and you have to figure it out yeah. you know, for yourself or you have to go take lessons or whatever it is. In order for you to get there, mm-hmm. the only thing you need to do is to trust yourself mm-hmm. and your ears. Yeah. No, I love that. That's what it is. Yeah, because I think it is easy to get frustrated since we're, you know, we're so used to instant gratification. Mm-hmm. But... Have you seen really amazing transformations in some of your students who have stuck with it? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have my uh, one student. Uh, I will. I choose not to name her because I don't necessarily want to breach on her privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, call, well, no. I was almost going to say I was almost <laughs> gonna say another student's name, and then yeah. I remember that I, that I have that student as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have this one student who has been with me for two years, uh, mm-hmm. pretty much since I started doing lessons in this town and uh, her improvement has been absolutely amazing to witness. We're through, I think three versions of the books now at this point, we're on our fourth in two years. She's very disciplined. She has a natural ear for music. Um, She, I mean, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but she's, she feels not feels. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. (laughs) Reject. Reject. She, her, her, she reminds me of me. Mm-hmm. when i was her age yeah you know she you know she is very um upright in a few different ways yeah you know she, it's not that, that she's not a kid of course she's a kid but you know she's silly and she you know whatever you know nine years old at this point but um uh she, she reminds me of when i yeah. was a, uh, i was a kid and she stuck with you it you know and she's she stuck persistent. with it and yeah. she's persistent and she practices and she likes coming to piano lessons and she likes mm-hmm. talking about whatever it is that we're talking about at the time you know learning mm-hmm. more she's she's one of those people and uh, uh it's a privilege to have her in, mm-hmm. in my class absolutely and there's a few mm-hmm. uh, there's a few different students like that oh, um, that must be amazing you know. just to watch somebody blossom mm-hmm. and fulfill that potential yeah Absolutely. Yeah. There's, and like I said, there's, there's a few different students that I have that um, perception of uh, that are just 
you know, they apply themselves, they're natural. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a little more spunk than the other mm-hmm. ones, you know, they're very, you know, some of them are very dramatic. They're in drama classes and, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just so comfortable with expressing themselves. Yeah. It's so beautiful. You know, I'm so, ha- I'm so lucky I get to be a part of that. For yeah. Them. Just and, to be around that energy. Yeah. You know, they inspire us as much as we inspire them, uh, even though they're little, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 110%. Yeah. This little kid that comes in like, oh, I really don't want to like mess up in front of you because you're, you're so co-. And again, I'm not gloating here. But, you know, this is just what she said. You know, you're so cool and I don't want to mess up in front of you. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, dude you're way cooler than I'll ever be. Aww, like, what are you so talking sweet. about? Yeah, like, but also, I know what she means, though. It can be intimidating when somebody is just so great at something in front of you, you know. But you're such a great teacher, though. I did not feel, like, weird or uncomfortable, okay. whereas, you know, there have been teachers that kind of have made me feel, you know, a little bit off. Like, I don't know if I can do this. So there's a certain finesse and a skill that you have to have to help somebody get to that spot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. And I'm, I'm glad you had that experience. I'm really appreciative of, of <laughs> you had that. And I do. I try to make my lessons a, a safe place for everyone all the mm-hmm. time. The whole deal. And I was telling one of my other students this the other day is that like when you walk into my door, if, if you're my student, mm-hmm. uh, if you're my friend, if you if you're in my circle mm-hmm. in any way, m- my superpower is that I give a shit. Yeah. I give a shit. I yeah. give a shit about you. You walk in here, I care mm-hmm. what happens to you after you leave my doors. Like, yeah. I, like I, I really do. Aww. And I can't turn that off. And, you know, even if I'm not privy to a certain specific uh, thing that this student wanted from me, he wanted like more like improv theatrical classes. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm not really a theater person, but yeah. here's what I can do. You know, mm-hmm. um, that, that's the whole thing is like, I, I, I care. Even if yeah. I am not privy in this one specific subject, if you will allow me to, I will carve out and curve out a way to help you with whatever it is that you're seeking from this student teacher relationship yeah i will do whatever i can to fulfill that role that you need yeah no it sounds like yeah it sounds like it goes just beyond the music because Mm. it's it's just so much more than that even emotionally it can be very healing to oh. go through the process of learning. Oh yeah. So one of my last questions for you was how has music healed you on an emotional and a spiritual level? <laughs> I know. But boom. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because like it feels like a big question. It is a big question of course, but to me the answer is very simple in in that how has it not Mm-hmm. How has it not? Oh yeah, <laughs> is how I really feel about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna try not to get emotional. Did you know that I'm an artist and musician, and that I get emotional at everything all the time? I have a lot of emotions. <laughs> uh, and my favorite is when I'm I'm really humble, and music has made me really humble in my life. It's made me feel really small, and really powerful at the same time. It's gifted me with so many amazing experiences and people it's guided me through hard times where I didn't want to pick myself up I didn't know what was left from right I didn't know who I I lost myself man and music brought me back every single time it has it carried me through things that I didn't even know that I was going through at the time especially in adolescence in in childhood oh yeah 100 percent looking back on it 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 is and 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 David Bowie said this and 
uh, as soon as he said it, I, I just resonated with it so much. So I'll quote him and paraphrase, obviously, is that he says that music is uh, such a privilege. I get to it's the house that I live in. Music is the house that I live in Aww, that's through, so beautiful. Through, throughout this life. Um, and, and that's definitely how I can describe it. As far as healing, emotionally, spiritually, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Amen, sister. <laughs> everything. Yes. It's all come back to music mm-hmm. for me yeah. and been expressed through music. And it's 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 held me so well and um i I don't want to say strong that's not the right word it's with such strength it's 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 been un unfazable even when i wasn't playing Mm -hmm. even when i wasn't playing for years i got myself into a real good situation over there i wasn't playing for years and as soon as i came back to it and put my hands on an instrument there it was Mm-hmm. Like it always had and never left you. Never left, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's my, it's safety, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful to it. I'm so grateful to it. I'll dedicate my whole life to it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Oh, obviously, I want to. I want to have success, and I want to do what I want to do, and I want to. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, I'm always going to be working towards that. I'm always going to be getting better. But the but but I'm 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 never gonna I don't I don't see myself being a disgruntled musician who never got their big shot mm-hmm. and am going to be angry about it mm-hmm. or 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 ha, or have some kind of like washed up mentality mm-hmm. about yeah. about music. It's been the biggest blessing of my whole life and will continue to be so. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great. That's so beautiful. I, yeah, it's rad. <laughs> it's super rad. <laughs> I love music, man. Yeah. Same, yeah. <laughs> In every context, like Absolutely. it's cool. Yeah, and that was one of my biggest inspirations for starting this podcast. Is just my love for music, and I wanted to share that with other people who feel the same way about it. And yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Sadie, for being here. I just appreciate you. You are so awesome. And (laughs) I'm sorry if I talk too much. I know. Like, like, you're like, oh, yeah, let's let's come over and talk. And like, you get me going on music, man. Like, (laughs) I can talk to you off. I could be here for three. No, that's exactly why I wanted to have you on. No, it's all perfect and beautiful. And yes, thank you so much for being here. And where can everyone find you, Sadie, if you want to be found? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. Of course I okay. do. Yeah, that's that's me and my own demons that I'm battling. It's okay. I, I, I allow the per- perception to be existing. Uh, thank you for having me, Rose. Oh, you're welcome. I really appreciate it. Again, it's such a full circle moment. Uh, if you want to find any of any of me at all, ever, all my socials are just my name, mm-hmm. Sadie Norkin. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I'm not really on Twitter. I'm on Bandcamp. You can find my website, sadienorkin.com. There All you the go. things, Sadie Norkin. And you'll have it spelled out. Yeah. I don't have to tell people yeah, how to spell it. Yeah, of course. It. It's great. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I usually have to tell people how to spell it. They're like, not Edward Norton. Sadie <laughs> Norkin. Norkin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Rose. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm. 
If you are still listening, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And just a reminder, if you're an artist of any sort, a musician or a healer, etc., and you'd like to come on the show and have a chat with me, or you have a message to share with the world, don't be shy. Don't be shy, shy, shy. Email me <laughs> at shakethatsoul at gmail.com and we'll get you on here. This podcast is available on all platforms. So if you've enjoyed this episode, let your friends know and share it with them. Also, for future updates, don't forget to subscribe and follow me on social media at Rose Rising. Thank you so, so much again for being here. I look forward to catching all of you at the next episode. And please be kind to each other. Take care, everyone. Bye.